Welcome once again to Zen Chakra. The goal of this podcast is to bring you the best tips and techniques from some of the best minds in the New Age sector. This is a place that explores philosophies behind things like meditation, the law of attraction, power of creation, universal laws, energy healing, EFT, chakras, yoga, and so much more. Join me each month as I open up the conversation and hopefully help you on your journey to enlightenment. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Zen Chakra. I'm your host Amanda and today's guest is Shay Veer. Shay is a mystic, intuitive, and metaphysical science teacher whom I might add is receiving her doctorate in metaphysical sciences this coming year. She is a creator of the Radiant Life Theory Meditation, which we'll get into more today, and she is also an award-winning artist and photographer. Professionally, she works as a spiritual teacher, helping us to find our spiritual direction, which in my opinion, many of us have lost. She is a face and spirit reader, a guide, intuitive artist, meditation creator, and so much more. She helps many people with her creative intuitive techniques to help us awaken, connect, and free our creative spirits, specializing in meditation, spirit readings, intuitive guiding, and Chaldean numerology, which is a favorite of mine. But we'll get into more of that today also. Shay offers tools that allow all of us to work with her from a distance, which is great. So if you'd like to work with her, she can work with anybody from around the country. Join me as I sit down today with Shay to learn more about her abilities, methods, and healing modalities. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Zen Chakra. I am so excited to have Shay on the show today. Welcome, welcome, Shay. Thank you so much for creating our connection, Amanda. I'm really thrilled to be here with you. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you uh, accepted to do the show today. Um, I think you're fantastic for the podcast, and I know that the audience is going to absolutely love you. So let's just get into this and get started. One of the great things... I found Shay through Facebook. It was a very odd occurrence. Her and I were just talking about this on the show. But um, you are a mystic and metaphysical science teacher. And I just, in your own words, tell the audience who you are and, and what it is that you do. Well, I'm afraid I have to go way back to the beginning for Perfect. my story. But I'll try to keep it um, short. But Really, it is a lifetime of unfolding that got me to this place, as really with all of us, isn't it? But I started out, um, I used to start my story that it started with an awakening as a child. A lot of people have this sort of visitation education time that happens to them when they're about seven or eight. But I think I would even take it back farther than that, and I would say that it happened for me at birth. I was connected. I had three traumatic experiences before I was three. And so that sort of filled my body with fear, but also <clears throat> got me reconnected when I was younger. So what happened after that, after this visitation, was I started receiving written and symbolic um like I woke up with a poem was the first thing that happened to me. And it was always been this intuitive and creative connection. 
And so I started out as the artist. And so all of my artworks, everything sort of came to me. I was guided. I feel that they were all messages from my spirit to me. Education, training, you know, signals to look here or there. Most of my um, fine art exhibitions were like, my first one was the humanist spirit. The next one was see to look at reality in a different way. So it has always been sort of this metaphysical journey, but I didn't really know <laughs> that that's what I was on. And so I ended up being an artist and trying to help other artists to, you know, get their heart out into the world. And that's important, too, because I feel now that's what I'm helping, trying to help everyone do with my radiant life and meditation um, program principles that I have uh, created now as I've now stepped into this label of mystic that takes in all of my experiences as well as education and the metaphysical teacher. So, and I'm, um, you know, working on a doctor of metaphysical science now. And even, I think I'm even going to go for a couple of them. One of them will be mystical research, which will my whole radiant life and meditation will be put under this as my thesis. And um, I believe what happened to me, what my purpose sort of is, is that uh, is to help people to connect with all of the senses in the body. This is what I think happened to me as a child. And, you know, and I learned how to use it and work it and listen all my life. And through other openings and experiences I had, you know, at other points of my life that expanded me even more. But it is to help people to get the body working. You know, where we need the body. We don't quite know about all the senses, what's going on. <laughs> and um, I feel um, that uh, we can learn about this, that we can free blockages from the body, our issues. Um, you know, the meditation is, takes you sort of step by step through the chakras. But really, you know, we need to learn to feel the issues, to free the creativity, to free the heart, and um, to listen to the higher self. So and I have spent my life um, doing that for me and learning about it and learning about all kinds of ancient knowledge and all kinds of things <laughs> that we all do, you know. And, uh, well, anyway, and it's brought me to that point. I hope that's somewhat clear. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, you, you mentioned that a lot of this happened to you at a very early age. Were you able to, you said especially around three when you had a lot of the trauma, when all of this was coming at you, did you fully understand at, say, the age four, five, six in your early years, did you fully comprehend what, what this gift was that you were being given? Um, no, I don't think... Um... I'm not sure when I actually <laughs> saw it as a gift. It might be quite later in life. Um, but I think what happened first, uh, how I can look at it now, is that it um, put fear in the body and it challenged me. And then 
when I had more of this education experience, then that's um, sort of when I, the spirit came into the body and I was communicating. So I was disconnected because of the fear in the body and the education process later at seven or eight showed me, you know, there's no death. I was shown how to, you know, leave the body, um, <laughs> uh, that everything, you know, was out in the open. I was shown, um, you know, different things. So, but, you know, I, I don't know. I knew that I could see things and I understood things in a different way. I was able, I was like an empath. I was able to tell if people were, you know, telling the truth or not and things like that. But I certainly didn't have the language or, um, you know, anyone there to help guide me that this is what was happening to me. So, so you that was So do you have anybody later. in your family that has similar abilities? You mentioned that you didn't really have anybody to guide you, which is something that I hear a lot of, especially in the younger years with intuitives and empaths. Did you have anybody in your family that could relate or that was open to this? No, not, not at all, no. I have, uh, but there, there definitely is intuitive psychic um, abilities through my family line, but they were all very dysfunctional, you know, and um, not um, thought of as an ability, more as, uh, you know, an imbalance or um, something. So, no, I came from, you know, a closed family, you know, and a lot of us come into the closed family, and I believe that is to break that open. You know, that's why I came through that way, was gave me important lessons that I understand on a deep level now as, as the teacher. So for somebody who's listening, I have uh, received emails and whatnot from uh, actually a lot of younger people, age 13, 14, who feel that, uh, same thing, they don't have anybody to really to reach out to. Do you have any words of advice as to how to handle such abilities or things that they can do if they don't have somebody that can mentor them in this? Well, I mean, certainly it's a different a world now, isn't it, than from when I was younger. Agreed. And, you know, right? You know, so there's like, they can listen to this. You know, there's so much out there that you can find. But I will caution that what I find out there so much is, is plans on how we listen again to others, how others again have the answers. And my teaching is only for us to connect to our higher self and voice, to that gut, to our intuition. That is the higher self, I believe. So I suggest listening to yourself to spend time in the listening state and really um, when we speak this and I, I counsel people to listen and to speak honestly and truthfully and then the outer world will rearrange and it may be that your whole family thinks you're crazy or whatever but at the same time you are needed to help open and expand them and their experience. And usually we don't like new ideas, you know? I mean, we didn't even like the light bulb, right? Right, <laughs> so, right. So, so um, we have to introduce them and there will be fuss and things like that. So the first thing is I tell people to, to make sure they are connecting and listening to themselves. This is why I feel the meditation is so important. But even just 
spending time with the South, out walking in nature, having the connections, things like that. So we are listening to ourselves and listening to um, our intuitive guidance on what we need to learn next. We really can figure it out for ourselves. And this is why I feel I came through and many of us came through um, sort of on our own is to figure these things out is because the whole purpose is for us to do it ourselves and to stop looking for people to save us on this realm or in the astral realms. You know, we have to connect with the higher self and the higher perspective and then allow that to, um, you know, rule the, the life, our life, our outer life, to rule the body. So I have um, my own, I do like a Radiant Life podcast as well and um, started writing articles and I do um, as much free support as I can um, for others, but I do, I must say, I do have some younger people coming to me with questions, and a lot of times it is just allowing them to expand and to find their own way, and just to support them that they do know the right way. Yeah, I think as a society, we have really gotten away from, like you said, we're, we're constantly seeking answers from other people and looking for guidance through others rather than looking within for the answers. So I think that it's a it's really a grassroots movement that I'm starting to see where people are starting to come back to themselves, which I think is fantastic. Well, yes. And I mean, and that's where all the answers are, right? And I know this from my own experience that as we get the uh, body blockages and fears and things out of the way, then we can fully connect with the intuitive or creative voice, that power, the collective consciousness, and receive our information the same way that I did. And this is, so this is my whole guidance. This is a whole radiant life thing is really um, about our destination, you know, to get to our radiant life, to let our beautiful selves out. And really trust in that. You keep talking about the uh, radiant meditation, which uh, you do have a lot of information on your website. But tell the audience a little bit about how you came about creating the radiant meditation (laughs) and what it is. Well, um, (laughs) for me, like... Uh, most of my creative things just I they come out and then I figure out what I'm doing (laughs) so that's (laughs) that's sort of what came out and and now I'm like oh and I was doing uh, my really it was this new thesis I'm doing working on this whole new practice that supports us connecting to the higher self that removes the blockages gives you meditation techniques and tools um, you know different uh, visualizations to help you figure out what the blockages are so what happened to me was I was in another mode of my own expansion so as a photographer years ago I was uh, one of the things besides a fine art Uh, photographer I was a portrait photographer so I looked at the person and I could only do these like you know connect to the real person and people would call them like photo therapy sessions you know and all they were were they trying to get a portrait (laughs) and and uh but that was the empath in me and that was 
you know, my spirit portraits trying to get out, me, my, my real purpose trying to connect, which is helping people to connect to their higher self. So as I was expanding, um, this would be uh, just three years ago that I was in a, an expansion myself, and I started seeing my empath information change, and I started seeing more of like a spiritual ancestry, and I could see people, um, you know, way back from their sparks, and not just different lives on this plane, but on other planes, and and I could see then their uh, what they had come here to do, and all these kinds of things, and then my spirit portrait was born, and in the middle of all this, people on Facebook, <laughs> I kept uh, started asking me, well. How are you doing this? You know, what are you meditating? What are you? How are you meditating? And I thought, well, what am I doing? And I uh, sat down and pressed record. And I'm trained in multimedia and everything, and I do all kinds of, uh, you know, music, all kinds of visual things as an artist. So it was easy for me to do it, and I had all the training and all of this whole step-by-step -step process came out of me and I feel it was a gift uh, for all of us and that was the beginning of Radiant Life and I called it Do Your Egg so the whole thing has this funny Do Your Egg name but how I saw it was this egg just do your egg do your egg and that's what I kept hearing when I was creating it but of course this is our clear aura this is us radiating the heart which I learned as I went through creating the whole process. So I sort of went through it as I was making it as well. And so it starts us out in the lower chakra areas all where we're living, you know, where we're trying not to live anymore, and the lower egos and the fear-based and our, you know, sexual repression and childhood identity, all these these the stuff we're in the lower energies and we're trying desperately to move it up to the higher heart chakra and to live from the heart so i take us first through the lower egos and uh, those issues with different meditations and i take people into a state of listening so that they can start to listen to the mind chatter because it we are out of balance and by listening we can figure out what it is that we need to work on a lot of times the mind chatter tells us our beliefs that we don't even believe in, but we live by, <laughs> you know, it's all these crazy things. So we do that and then into the heart and then the heart sometimes will have to go back because the uh, lower ego has got its uh, straps and constraints all over the heart. And, um, you know, our heart is protected. Our heart is, we don't want to let it out. We don't want to speak it and all these things. So we have to let it all go and free the heart and trust that uh, we are safe, you know, to do this, to get rid of the fear out of the body. And another thing that it teaches us is to break um, these um, beliefs that we keep channeling, you know, these ones that that wheel that the mind gets on, all that chatter, that, you know, that mean talk. And I'll tell you, your higher self is never mean. So that's just the ego going on. And you can tell it to shut up. We can tell it that it's that we are now in charge is what I do in the meditations. And so we bring the spirit into the body. And it's able to come into the body as we free all these energetic blocks 
out of the energetic body, as we free the mind from this wheel so that we stop feeding these beliefs and these negative things back in, you know, because people think, well, I'm doing all this, you know, um, positive visualizations and things like that. But what are you saying? What are you thinking? What are you putting back in? What does your day look like? You know, are we living a day that we like to live? <laughs> and right. that's, you know, that's like, um, you know, and say in my um, Skype sessions. So I do personal one-on-one -on -one, um, sessions too on Skype with people. And that would be my first question to people is to look at your day. If you're not sure you're trying and you're listening to all this stuff, but it's not, you know, the information isn't connecting to you. It's because it's your action and your day. You know, are you living the day that you want? We're so busy living the day we want to get to. Living the day, you know, we have to do this and have to do that. Well, we have to do all these things for money and for things that maybe we don't even want or need. Or living so, through somebody else's expectations. Exactly. Labels are big to get rid of these labels, these boxes that we put ourselves in and to really free the heart so the meditation gives you the tools to do that um, yourself and to get these things out of the body and to learn how to be in a listening state and how long are the meditations what for for anybody who's listening she has the information on do your egg on her website which will get to her, all of her information at the end of the show but what um what can somebody expect? Is this something that they, you know, I know that people are often instant gratification and they want to hurry up and do this and, um, you know, how long is this going to take sort of thing? Is this something that is an unfolding process that they can do over the next several months and they'll start to get into a flow? And how long are the meditations themselves? Like, give us a little bit more of the details on it. Well, uh, the meditations themselves are quite quick. And I have it set up and I've worked uh, beta testing with different companies that are putting up these online classes. So there's different ways, too, that you can get to the meditations. But they are fast and quick that you can access them on your iPhone, at, right? And you can just do them grow So this is style. something that somebody could potentially do maybe even on their lunch break then. Absolutely. Excellent. Because we have to. And, um, you know, gorilla meditation is a new term out there that I really love and uh, that I had been uh, recommending for people to do. And then I heard somebody call it gorilla meditation. I thought, that's it. Because <laughs> you have to you have to tackle the belief when you're in, um, t you know, when you're in a frenzy of some kind, when something has happened or you're in a negative place or something and you start to, you know, turn up those old beliefs and that negative self-talk, then I suggest, you know, tackling that right away with, a, with whatever meditation would support that. So the meditations themselves can be like egg number one is just over five minutes. You know, but they also have theta sound in them as well that helps get us immediately into that creative, intuitive space. And that's why I have sort of a theta drone on all of them with the spoken and the music. But um, really, the whole thing can be done on your own. And I think it takes people um, really three to six months. And 
you know, time is an illusion anyway. So let's just get on with the steps. Some might be really advanced and they might say go through the step one faster. But honestly, I've worked with um, spiritual teachers, Reiki masters and different people that have been working in the industry for like 20 years. And they had personal issues. They had, you know, say they helped people and they had all kinds of, you know, information and teachings, but they really didn't know how to apply it in their own life. So you can uh, do that yourself at your own pace from wherever you are. And it takes you step by step through everything and unlocks you step by step. So it's important to do it lecture by lecture. And now there's um, other ways that um, you could do it a bit faster. A lot of people um, find it beneficial to also do Skype sessions with me with the, um, the online course. And I think that that's really, um, you know, the most intensive, the most I can really get to what your personal issues are and blockages and to help you, you know, try this meditation or that one and to help you and using my intuitive insight and empath abilities as well to see, to help you uncover what's going on. So it's really up to the person, you know, and for somebody who's looking for uh, just to press play and it will fix them, they yeah. should you know, it's never going to work. Never. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Let's back up just a little bit. And um, I know I've been doing meditation for years and it's been hugely beneficial in my life. But for somebody who might be um, maybe hearing about it or, or thinking that it's a buzz and maybe has never tried it, what are some of the benefits of meditation? Why should we do it? Oh, yes. Well, um, <laughs> most people will tell you, stress, you'll feel more calm. That's not what I'm telling you to meditate for. I'm telling you to meditate so that you will learn how to get into a listening state so that you will learn how to use all of your senses because we don't, we have not a clue how to even work the body. You will learn how to understand the energetic body. So um, meditation can be simply Go out in nature, close your eyes or not, breathe and listen and just try to be in a listening state. But, um, but for me and for this whole Radiant Life, it is tools to help you understand yourself, your issues, your beliefs, um, to get the ego out of control, uh, to free the heart, to understand your creative spirit, to um, get fear out of the body and, and um, get stop it from running your life. Um, you know, and uh, besides connecting our intuitive abilities, which I believe we all are, we are all creative, we are all intuitive, meditation will get you in touch with all aspects of who you are. And isn't that what we're all dying to do? We're searching frantically for love, for understanding, for connection, and it's here inside of us all along. So meditate for that. 
Yeah, and I, I I agree, which we were talking about earlier in the show, is just that we have become so disconnected and we're constantly seeking others to give us answers. So this is a great way to really have the answers and to feel fulfilled with yourself just by getting in touch. Some of the um, conversation that we had earlier, you kept talking about one of the things with meditation is to get in contact with your higher self. If somebody hasn't heard this term before, what does that mean? What does it mean to be connected and to be connected or get connected with your higher self? Well, um, again, we get into the labels and what that means. So I feel that there are different layers of the self. So I just said, you know, in the energetic body, the physical body, which would be the earth. So then we have the spirit and the soul. So the higher self, to me, is running the show anyway. We just don't get it. And we have the ego, um, you know, which should be second in command running the show. And it's kind of crazy. <laughs> and then we have a, yeah. you know, it's crazy, crazy ego world out there. And we have lots of proof of that. So the higher self can even be the gut. You know, we can even say here, you know, police saying they, you know, listen to their gut. Well, what is that? You know, and we have say, um, you're in a crowd and somebody walks in the room and you can feel them. You go, Oh, that person feels, you know, really, you know, I don't like their energy. Well, that's your intuition. That's your higher self. And as we listen to those feelings and that inner guidance more, it becomes louder. And then it, um, it expands, you know, just as I um, paid attention to my empathic abilities. And as I did that, it expands for me. So for your higher self, it is, if it's just listening to that gut feeling, to the inner voice, your intuition, mother's intuition, anything like that, just listening will help you connect and understand it better. It's your drive. It's, you know, what makes you ask, what is life? Who am I? That's your higher self. Yeah, I think that's great. One of my really dear friends, um, he will often, he's a creative writer, and he will take showers. He'll take two or three a day, and he's like, I don't know what it is. Every time I take a shower, he's like, I just get in there, I'm calm, and I get like these flashes of insight mm -hmm. of really great ideas. And I'm like, it's because you're shutting down the ego and that inside chatter, and you're allowing the thoughts and the ideas to come in. And that's what I always tell him. So it's kind of like a form of meditation for him. If you just basically shut up and listen, the answers will come yes, to you. Exactly. And interestingly enough, Water is very uh, connected to intuitive abilities and connections. So the same thing happens to me when I get near water in water, my intuition gets amped up. This is about our receiving, right? Mm -hmm. So it's actually, yeah, so we receive better and the water communication. But yeah, we, it's a state of listening. And the more we do that, the better we get at it. Yeah, one you know? of my yeah. good friends is, uh, has terrific intuitive abilities but um some of her best uh intuition comes when she goes to the bathroom she's like it's because i'm near water and she's like flashes of insight come and i'm like well <laughs> if you're spending time in the bathroom we know why <laughs> well one just the, do what works yeah yeah <laughs> one of the things um that i i don't know a whole lot about but i i am interested in and you talk about on your website is your soul urge uh or soul urge readings and numbers. Tell us a little bit more about Chaldean. 
I know I'm not pronouncing that correct, but numerology. Um, well, I'm uh, not a numerologist, but again, this related to how I see people as an empath. And it started with uh, what I had just explained earlier about the um, portraits turning into spirit search portraits. And um, that turned into a whole portrait thing and a reading sort of came through. And that was the first that I had uh, done like intuitive readings or anything. It was all connected with the intuition. So um, the soul urge is using, I uh, receive a lot of information through numbers and can get almost a conversation with them. And this has been happening for a number of years. And I had another um, you know, event opening at 16 and I was flooded with sort of with metaphysical information and I don't know, my teachers wanted me to be a mathematician and all this crazy stuff happened. <laughs> <laughs> so the numbers have always been there and I've always been drawn to more ancient practices because I believe I uh, I'm, haven't been here on this second earth. I've been here more on a first earth plane. So I, I tend to even in my art like ancient, old, 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 old processes that even, um, you know, are almost gone. So that's how we calculate the numbers. But what I was most interested in was the soul urge number because it uh, helped people the way that I was helping people, was to help them to identify and, clear, you know, be clear about what, they're, um, what they came here to do. So I also do like a face reading that would show the outer personality, you know, how you look at the world, how it looks at you. So the whole, the soul urge would be the inner journey, the, that urge. So it starts with the soul urge number. I look at your birthday, just a few numbers that complement how it is that I help. And so it helps you to understand um, the shadow side of that as well, of our soul urge, because whatever, for me, it's about power, you know, so whatever, so then it was also learning about not having power, you know, so a lot of times it could be that it's about um, family and love, but you don't have that in your life because that's your issue. So it really can help us understand what's playing out in our life. Why are numbers so significant? Like I, I've, um, many of my friends use the Chaldean, uh, am mm. I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah. yeah. Um, they use the Chaldean method versus other methods of numerology. Yeah. Um, why is this one more favored? Uh, and why are numbers so significant? Um, I really can't speak for others. I think I can say that there is a movement towards many of us reaching towards the ancient tools because the more modern ones have been manipulated is what a lot of us believe and feel. For me, it is always, you know, intuitive guidance. That's what I felt was right. It felt right when I looked at the numbers. So you're not using the number nine in that one as, and you're doing the more modern one. That's it. But, um, I felt that um, it gave a clearer connection, and that's why I use them. And I feel that the ancient, uh, why we're um, looking for, to our ancient tools now is just that, is because there was a time where all of that information was corrupted, and 
change for us. And I think a lot of us know that and our spirits know that. And they're the ones in charge. Mm. So they've got us going back to the ancient tools. Yeah, I use it uh, quite a bit. Uh, residences, if I move someplace, I always look at the numbers. Um, yeah. I look at other people's numbers. I'm a novice. I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, but I, I probably started getting really interested in it about three or four years ago and just really seeing the significance of numbers and how it reacts and how I react to them. So that's when I started to get um, just a real interest in it to see. And I agree with you. I think that the more ancient tools, to me, they resonate a little bit better than the newer methods. Yeah. And it really, that's that's really why I decided that it was it was just, oh, it's this one I'm going to use. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why. And that's rationally what I've come up with anyway. And I think it's important too, if you, again, with the help of meditation and just looking within yourself, you'll be amazed at how often numbers are given to you. Um, to me, yeah. that's a tool as just the other day, uh, somebody, um, they had a, they went to a restaurant and they were given a ticket so that the waiter, uh, waiter knew which table to come to. And it was 444. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, you know, <laughs> if you don't, if you're not familiar with numerology, you don't know the significance of that. But because I'm familiar with it, that was just a little sign of validation yeah. for me that, oh, you know, that that's important to me. I'm glad that I have this additional tool to work with to know. Wow, you might like something that's in my mind. I have all these creative projects that just sort of sit there waiting for me to, to create them. And one of them is I want to do cards that are just numbers. Yeah. Intuitive cards because, again, like I say, I have more of a conversation with the numbers more than anything, I feel. And that could be um, just how we're wired to communicate. It could be, and I think that's a great idea. Um, another good friend of mine, she just did a deck of oracle cards of archangels, and yeah. um, the cards are fantastic. I have a deck of them, and um, I was familiar with the archangels, but now I feel like I have a relationship with them because of the cards. Yeah, and you do, and you can explore different intuitive processes and um, you know things, ways of doing things, but I... I feel really guided by these numbers and you really can ask them and, and get guidance and a whole conversation going. So yeah, well, I'll get around to that one day. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you have much to do, so it's I do. understandable. You're, you're here for a purpose and they're putting you to work. Yeah. I'm a little busy now. Yes. So it's all good. <laughs> That's good. It's good to have mm -hmm. a strong purpose. Yes. So Shay, if somebody is listening and they're very excited about all of these great things that you offer and we didn't get into everything today, but if they're interested or, or want to work with you, what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? Well, I mean, you just go to my website, shavier.ca, S-H-A-E-V-E-R-E.ca or .com. Both will get you there. Uh, you can find me, Shavier, on, on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, um, and my online classroom. You can go to directly if you just want to do self-help and get right to the Complete Do Your Egg Radiant Meditation online course. You can go to doyouregg.ca. 
I think that is great. And she's got a lot of fantastic information on on uh, the website. So I would definitely recommend going there. I will also have it on the Zen Chakra website um, with a link. If you are unable to find her, I will have the direct link as well. Um, and just one other question. If somebody is listening and is new to a lot of this information and is not sure of what exactly they need, what is the best way? Is it, is it just better for them to contact you and say, you know, this is really what I'm looking for. Can you direct me into one of your programs that you would suggest? Well, when they go to the website, they'll see I have, there's like a self-discovery mode, right? Or there's a self-help mode. So it sort of helps people to figure out where they are and what kind of help that they would like to get. If they still feel lost, it's fine. Send me an email. The contact uh, form is right there on the website. I'm very happy to help you figure out, you know, where to start. Yeah, sometimes that's the best thing because if you – I know that – my uh, ex-husband was not open to a lot of this information. He would go to websites and he'd be like, there's just so much. I have no idea what it is that I need. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But there's a step right there too, right? Yeah. (laughs) That's a good step in the right direction. And that's the thing is that it's the, it's that making the, the step in the right direction to change and, and want to become, you know, more connected and really finding your true spirit self. So, Um, But if you do need help, feel free to contact her. Um, Shay, I cannot thank you enough for joining me on the show today. It was a pleasure talking with you, and um, I hope that we can do this again. Oh, I'd love to, Amanda. It was wonderful meeting you, speaking with you, and I would love to do it again. Sure. Fantastic. (laughs) Thanks again. It was a pleasure. Okay. Love to you. Bye-bye. Shay's ability to help you find your higher self through her meditation techniques is proof positive that we all harbor the answers we seek. It's important to remember that we are all here with a purpose, and whether you are new to meditation or an expert, we all need tune-ups along the way to keep ourselves running really great. So ask yourself, are you ready to connect, create, and get in touch with your higher self? Because if you do, you'll propel yourself into greater purpose. Are you ready? I want to thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Amanda, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you'd like more information on this show or have questions or comments, please email me at zenchakra at gmail.com. You can also visit the blog at zenchakra.blogspot.com. And be sure to spell chakra with two Ks. All right, everyone. Bye for now.